I'm John Robson, and this is the Climate Discussion Nexus Readout, Episode 8. Every Wednesday at CDN, we put out an email called The Wednesday Wake Up, which discusses the big climate news of the past week, significant opinion pieces, developments in science, and then in the readout videos, I take a few topics from the newsletter and offer some quick extra commentary. If you want more in-depth analysis and information, go to our website, that's climatediscussionnexus.com, and subscribe to The Wednesday Wake Up, and also have a look at our YouTube channel, that's ClimateDN, because we have lots of videos. This week's newsletter starts by pointing out that even more people seem to be welcoming the COVID-19 coronavirus, you know, the one we're not meant to call Wuhan virus for the same reason that we can say Spanish flu or Marburg virus. They seem to think that the new virus is a model for how we should deal with climate change by dramatically sacrificing our quality of life. Now, surely there's an element of be careful what you wish for here, or at any rate, be careful what people hear you wishing for out loud. Like the guy pointing out that COVID-19, quote, kills mostly the old who, let's face it, are more likely to be climate skeptics, end quote. Well, we're not dead yet. We're actually feeling pretty lively, including about a quiz. And the prize for the quiz is a free subscription to the Wednesday Wake Up, so get ready. And if you don't win, don't worry, because the newsletter is still free, though we are as always hoping for contributions to help support our work. And by the way, last week I listed more countries where folks are tuning in, turning on, and dropping cash on us, and someone said, hey, what about the United States? Well, obviously, we're delighted to say hello to our American friends as well, and those in Norway, in Thailand, and everywhere else where people want climate sanity. And on that note, back to our quiz. As you're aware, governments, activists, and the media keep insisting that the weather today is completely different than it used to be, and of course, it's all your fault. Whether winters are warmer or colder, wetter or drier, it's due to climate change, it's more extreme, it's bad, and so are you. But what if the weather today isn't much different than it was, say, a hundred years ago? Oh, that's impossible, you might say. Only those lunatic deniers would think such a thing. Okay then, all you completely balanced and evidence-based alarmists. Since 1917 was such a big hit, we're going with 1919. If I show you temperatures from the same place in 1919 and 2019, you should easily be able to tell the difference, right? Right. So let's give it a try. Here's a graph of the daily average temperature from the beginning of the year to the end for the city of Ottawa for 1919 and 2019. We got them from Environment Canada's weather archive, but we didn't label the curves. So you tell me, which one's which? Which one's last year? Which one is 100 years ago? It's easy. Which one jumps out at you, showing obvious signs of a climate catastrophe, from heat waves to wild swings? And which one looks like the long ago halcyon days before human beings upset the delicate balance of the ecosystem. Weird. Kind of hard to tell, isn't it? Go ahead, pause the video and think about it. Take your time. Okay, made your choice? Well, here's the answer. 1919 is the one in green, 2019 is the one in orange. Just kidding. Actually, 1919 is orange, 2019 is green. But if I got it wrong and didn't correct it, nobody would have known, would they? Not the politicians, not the alarmists, because the curves are basically identical. So if you got it right, head over to climatediscussionnexus.com, sign up for your free Wednesday wake up. If you didn't, go and sign up anyway, because as I said, it's free regardless. But if you did find it hard to tell, remember our quiz next time people say, oh, it's definitely hotter than it used to be, or else point to a stretch of warm weather,
cold weather, anything else, and say, ah, climate change, as if we never used to have warmer cold spells, wet or dry weather, storms, wildfires, or anything else. You know, people claim that even if the average temperature hasn't actually changed due to global warming, things are way more unstable with lots more extremes due to climate change. But you can't see it in this chart, can you? You know, the reality is, if you woke up in 1919, you'd find almost everything very different from today. One of the few things that wouldn't be different, though, is the weather. You couldn't tell it from what we're having now. Now, excuse me, folks. I'm just going to interrupt briefly here. I want to ask you to do something for us. You've heard of the 97% number. We've made a video about it. But now I want to talk about the 86%, which is the proportion, apparently, of people who are watching our videos but have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel. I want to ask you to do that because it helps us to build our audience and build the channel. So, the button's right there. Just click on it. I can wait. Right there. You're subscribed? Great, because that way you'll hear about it as soon as we make a new video. And as I say, it helps us to build the channel and sustain CDN. So thanks for that. Now back to the show. And another thing, this business of pointing to things after they happen, from a warmer winter to a nasty polar vortex to droughts or flooding or wildfires and saying, gotcha, climate change, violates an important scientific principle and an obvious one. Theories are meant to predict things before they happen and get it right. Now last year in our fact check video on the Great Lakes, we poked some fun at the experts explaining that rising lake levels were clearly a sign of climate change after experts had spent decades telling us climate change was going to cause Great Lake levels to go down or indeed that it already had. And this week we report that, yep, it's happened again. Now in this week's story, it's a business executive making the claim and you might say, well, big deal. Why would we expect business people to be informed on climate? But climate change is a huge public policy issue, and that's why we need business executives, politicians, and other people with important responsibilities, such as voters, to pay attention to the issue. Self-government depends on informed citizens able to recognize that a bunch of trendy slogans, platitudes, and factoids about climate change, or anything else, simply aren't true. And while I'm on the subject, it'd be nice to have journalists able to do the same. Because there are lots of things you've been told these famous experts who lurk in every journalist Rolodex are saying about climate, when the reality is they aren't saying any such thing. Or worse, they are saying it, but it ain't so. And you can see some glaring examples in our fact check video series. Now, since we're so critical of people talking nonsense on climate, we do try to offer commendations when someone steps forward and says the unpopular things on that topic that just about everyone's thinking, but not nearly enough people seem to have the nerve to say out loud. And here's one more from this week's newsletter. We drew attention to a piece in the Edmonton Journal by David Staples that politely but firmly pushes back against Greta Thunberg and her movement. And by the way, yes, that really is how you pronounce her name. I'm always amazed at people who are super woke on climate, multiculturalism, and everything else, and then say they're big fans of a person called Greta Thunberg. When she introduced herself to the UN, she said Greta Thunberg, more or less, and I assume she knows how to say her name. Although she doesn't know a lot of other things she really needs to. Look, I know she's a kid. Character assassination is even further out of bounds with children than adults, though, frankly, there's too much of it with adults, too. 
But as long as she's being invited around the world to speak to world leaders and being hailed as a prophet, if not an actual saint, her ideas are fair game, and the people who ought to be ashamed are the ones who wheel her out on stage, hide behind her, and then when you criticize what she says, say, have you no respect for the innocence of childhood? And as Staples points out, her ideas are not innocent. They're increasingly dangerous. And they echo radical political movements that have done tremendous damage throughout history. That's why it's time for the adults in Ms. Dunbuy's life to teach her some history as well as some economics and, while you're at it, why not some science. She needs to know that she's pushing ideas that have proven far deadlier than anything we could conceivably be facing from climate change. And again, while I'm on the subject, maybe her adult devotees should start learning some of the same things too. You know, we're always ready for a fair debate on facts and logic here at CDN. And that's why you'll find lots more of both in the Wednesday Wake Up. Again, you find it on the newsletter tab at climatediscussionnexus.com. If you're not already a subscriber, you're going to find a lot of items of interest. And if you are already a subscriber, you can use the search function to explore topics you're particularly concerned about or find those back items that you really think are relevant to some discussion you're having. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and again, if you like what you see, go to our donation page, show us some love so we can keep the content coming. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.